Hello, 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 and thank you so much for joining me for the podcast of The True Power From Within. I am your host, Melody Ferris Tucker, and I am so grateful that you are here. I do hope that this podcast touches you in the most amazing and encouraging way. So today I am calling this Your Internal Garden, and this is going to be part two of the series of the book by Dr. Anita Phillips called The Garden Within, okay? And this book has been so eye-opening for me, and I'm only like halfway through it, okay? But I find myself listening over and over to different chapters, okay? Because there's so much to be um, to be learned throughout this book and throughout each chapter. So today, we're going to talk about your internal garden. So in the book, she asked, um, you know, what does your garden look like? Okay. If you, and I love plants. Okay. I love plants. I love gardens. I love all of that. If we owned a home, I would have a garden because I love, I love the, I love gardens. I have many plants in my kitchen and I love plants and I love the garden. And so, you know, she said, what would your garden look like? And I thought to myself and I said, if I had a garden, it would be full of bright colored flowers. It would have vegetables. It would have um, fruit. It would have multiple different things but what you would notice the very when you looked at it is how lush and green and colorful that it would be and then she asked what does your internal garden look like and I thought about that and I was like is my internal garden lush and colorful and what I mean by that is, is it joyful? Is it uh, abundant, right? Is my inside, my heart, my internal garden, is it lush? And is it, if you look at it, is it, or you think about it, is it, is it green? Is it, is it um, growing? Is it healthy? Is it fruitful, right? And you know, I think that that sometimes we don't compare those two, but it's so accurate. And let me tell you something, and some of you may think I'm crazy, but I'm not crazy, okay? I have a very, um, I have a friend that when we all work together, um, two, I think it was a birthday and a Christmas, or maybe it was two birthdays, she gave me a plant each time, okay? And I have had those plants since they were very small, okay? They've been repotted, they've been, they've been cut back, all of the things, okay? But she went into an addiction. And when she went into an addiction, these plants began to wilt. And like I had so much trouble with them right? Getting them to grow, getting them to be green, getting like twice a year, they get one beautiful flower on them, right? And I was noticing that they were not growing and I didn't correlate the two at first, right? But then I began to kind of put things together and I love plants because I believe that they 
um, if you look at a plant and, and you love plants or you understand the growing or the soil or the plants and you look at a plant, you're going to find joy, right? Because we, when we see, if you drive by someone's house and they have a beautiful yard with flowers and green grass, right? You're like, wow, that is a really pretty yard. I want people to, to be able to come to me and see me as a beautiful garden that is producing much fruit, right? And I don't mean fake fruit. I don't mean the front that a lot of us put on at times to act like we are okay and everything is well and and you know um all is going amazing right i want that fruit to be seen by others but most importantly felt by me that's not selfish but i want to feel that and in order for me to be able to feel that, I have to take a look at my own internal garden. And, you know, she was talking about that in 2020, the devastation that COVID brought to our country or to the world as a whole, right? And, you know, in, in it's left a horrible devastation on our world 27 d- depression okay and this is just the cases that have been diagnosed okay went up 27 percent since 2020 anxiety went up 25 percent okay some of us have experienced trauma during covid some of us have experienced uh trauma after covid But one thing that you can relate to all of this is our world has become increasingly more angry. If you don't see it, you might want to take a look at it. Because our world has become increasingly angry. Our gardens are not fruitful. If you have gone through a trauma or something has happened in your life and you have not dealt with that, your garden is not growing. Your garden, okay, your heart is the soil of your garden. And if you know anything about gardening or plants, if you don't have the right soil, your plants will not be fruitful. Okay, I cannot go in my yard right now because my yard, when we moved in here, was nothing but weeds and dirt and hard, cracked dirt. And there was a year that I got out there and I planted um, seeds and every year it gets, it's a little greener, okay? It looks pretty, um, but before it was nothing. But it wasn't easy to get that grass to grow because the soil in my yard is not soil it's dirt okay and it is not nutrient based by any means 
I had to buy the grass seed that had the fertilizer in it and I bought fertilizer and I got all of these different things in order for our grass to grow and get green. Right? It's no different than our hearts, than our internal garden, okay? It has to be fertilized. It has to, you have to grow, okay? And, you know, just because you are not diagnosed with something, medically diagnosed, just because you're not on a medic, depression medication or an anxiety medication, doesn't mean that you don't deal with those things, a lot of us in society have been taught to do not express your emotions. Okay? Sometimes in our life experiences, we have been taught to shut down, do not express emotion, do not say how you are feeling, because if you do, you are weak. Or sometimes people get around people who they believe, you know, cares for them and they express their emotions and they are shut down. They are silenced. They are told that they are okay and there is nothing wrong with them. In fact, that's where they learn to shut down. Right? That's where they learn to shut down. That's where they learn that their feelings and emotions are not valid. What they say is not valid. Their voice is not worth being heard. And I want to tell you guys something right now that she said in the Bible. And, I mean, she said in her book, and I'm going to tell you something. If it is not the truth, knowing Jesus guarantees our salvation, but not our emotional health. In a book written by Peter uh, Gazzaro, he says this. Reflecting on the lack of emotional wellness in the body of Christ, spirituality without the integration of emotional well-being can be a deadly combination to yourself, your relationship with God, and those around you. He says keeping free people, meaning the body of Christ, uh, keeping free people in the body of Christ and bondage because oftentimes we are taught to fall back on our faith what happens if you don't have any faith a lot of a, a lot of people in 2020 not only did they lose their homes their loved ones um and and their emotional well-being but a lot of them lost their faith a lot of them lost their faith before covid and it really got worse during COVID. A lot of them have still have no faith today because now they're homeless or now they've lost their job or now they've lost a loved one. And they don't have faith. She was talking about also in her book that in 2021, they did a study of pastors and over six different topics and that pastors... Their emotional well-being was worse than it has ever been. Why? 
because they deal with people who are coming in every day or are calling or are talking to them about their depression, about their anxiety, about all of the things, addiction, all of the things, suicide. And their emotional well-being was not where it needed to be. In Hosanna 10, verse 12, it says, So righteousness for yourselves and reap faithful love. Break up your unplowed ground. It's time to seek the Lord. Unplowed ground. Where in your heart is your soil not producing nutrients? Are you angry? Are you tired all the time? Do you have headaches all the time? Does your stomach hurt all the time? Do you, are you bloated all the time? Are you, know, are you angry all the time? Where is your soil not plowed? Where is your soil of your heart not producing the nutrients necessary to have a healthy emotional well-being? We oftentimes busy ourselves so that we don't have to face the realities of where we are emotionally and spiritually. Because it's easier to ignore than it is to deal with. I've said this before, but God cannot bless who you pretend to be because he knows who you are. And we're so good about saying, God knows our hearts. God knows our hearts. Oh, he does. He absolutely knows our hearts. But is the soil of our heart producing fruit? Maybe you haven't ever thought about that before. Your emotional well-being affects every dimension of your life. Every dimension. How successful you are, how successful your relationships are, how successful in your in your well-being is, it affects every area of our lives and we all know that hard soil is hard to plow it needs to be watered right if you have soil and you're you want to you want to plant a garden okay or you want to plant grass seed in your yard you have to water that right because if you're trying to plow up hard ground it's not going to work you have to put some type of moisture into, you have to put the moisture into the dirt in order to be able to plow up the dirt. Now, why do we plow up the dirt? We plow up the dirt to stir up the nutrients, right? To get, to stir up the nutrients and to allow air to get into the dirt, right? Because that's how plants are going to grow. They have to have air and water, right? And they have to be able to get the nutrients from the soil. 
So has your, what does your soil look like? Is your soil hardened? Has it not been watered in a really long time? Does it have some cracks in it? Because when you begin to get cracks in soil, like here in Texas in the summertime, when we go without rain for 30 or 60 days, okay, you can walk into our yard and you can see a giant crack, okay? And it's like you can see a foot down there into the ground because the crack is so big. But once, but once the water, you, the, the rain comes or we water it, guess what happens? That crack goes away. But when your heart or your soil is not being watered, okay, meaning you're not dealing with the things that have broken your heart. You're not dealing with the cracks, okay? You're allowing the crack to get bigger and bigger and bigger. And then what happens? Things can get into that crack, But what cannot happen in that crack is nothing can grow. Nothing can grow on soil in soil that is not fertile. So where is your heart been? In your heart, are you producing? Do you have fertile soil? Are you producing fruit? Because we know That our heart is our soil. And from this heart speaks a lot of things. And it can either speak fruit or it can speak death. And if we don't learn to deal with our emotions and get our emotional well-being under control... You cannot produce fruit no matter how hard you try. You may produce fruit in one area, but that other area is going to be lacking and it's going to affect everything around you. I said it a while ago, your emotional well-being affects every dimension of your life. We have been devastated by mental health issues in this in this country more so than ever before and there's a reason for that because we go through hurt we go through pain we go through trauma we go through bad relationships we go through divorces we go through you know job loss we go through homelessness all of these things and then we don't deal with the root issue And then we spiral. We spiral. Because one one thing will produce something else. And then it will produce something else. And then it will produce something else. And before you know it, you have a heart that is hard and broken. Cracked? Broken? Right? I talked about that last week. You know, when I talk about church trauma, I talked about this on my TikTok, that because I have experienced trauma from a church atmosphere, I have become really, really good at looking for cracks. 
And I don't mean, you know, oh, you need to fix your weight or, oh, you need to do something with those eyebrows or, you know, your hair's out of control. No, no. I look for your emotional cracks and I've been gifted to be able to see. I've been gifted to be able to see those. But it's also something that I don't like to see. I don't like to look for someone's cracks. But, but holy people, and put that in air quotes, holy people have taught me to look for the cracks. I don't know about any of you. I don't know if you've been, you know, what type of trauma that you have that has created emotional turmoil in your heart. I don't know where your heart's been broken. I don't know where the trauma has occurred. And I don't know what process of your healing that you are in. But I'm going to tell you something. That that soil in your heart is the most important. Because what is here will come out of your mouth. We always fall back on the verse, you know, uh, the tongue can speak life or death. We all do that. We all fall back on that verse. But have you really thought about the meaning of that verse? Have you ever thought about the true meaning of that verse? Because, you know, we often say, oh, well, you know, what we think about is what's going to come out of our mind. But where does that start? Here. It starts in your heart. So, yeah, so what's in your heart, you will think about, but ultimately it will come out of your mouth. Where is, what is the condition of the soil? What is the condition of your soil? Is it plowed and getting air and getting fed and have nutrients and is producing fruit or has it hardened and it's cracked and it's not producing anything at this point other than bitterness anger resentment and a false sense of self because see that's what happens when we have hardened soil or we've been hurt, or we've gone through trauma, we create a false sense of self. Meaning, we put on a smile, and we walk around, and we do our normal stuff every single day, and busy ourselves, and, you know, go to church, or read the Bible, or do all of these things, but we have not dealt with the trauma. We have not actually dealt with the heart, the business of the heart, the soil of the heart. We put on a facade. A, we have a false sense of self, right? And we hold it all together for as long as we can. And then all of a sudden, the cracks begin to leak. And we begin to vomit anger all over the place. So I don't know where your heart is today. I don't know what has broken your heart. I don't know, 
you know, what has caused those heartbreaks or what has caused your heart to harden or the cracks to, to come. I don't know if people have talked about you or told you that you'd never be anything or, you know, they have put their hands on you or they have betrayed you or they have lied to you or they have hurt you. I don't know if you're going through homelessness. I don't know if you're going through a job loss. I don't know if you're going through church trauma. I don't know what it is. But the only person that can work on your emotional well-being, the only person that can take the step to do what needs to be done in order for you to produce the fruit that, that your heart needs to produce is you. I will say this a thousand times. Theology and therapy. What is not revealed cannot be healed. What is not brought to the surface cannot be transformed. Who you pretend to be, God cannot bless. And can I tell you something? Listen to this. God says that your gift will make room for you. Okay? But if you're not being who God created you to be, meaning you're not dealing with your emotional well-being, you're not healing, you're not doing the things, he cannot put you in that space of doing everything that he has called you to do because you will not deal with how you got to where you are right now. He cannot bless who you're pretending to be. When we are stuck in bondage, our heart is stuck in bondage. Guess what happens? Even though we have the cracks and everything is just seeping out little by little, okay? But if you don't deal with that stuff, you're never going to be all that God called you to be. You will not serve at your highest level. You will not get to where God is trying to take you if you do not deal with your heart. You can only pretend and pretend and put a band-aid on something for so long before it's going to rise up to the surface through the cracks and the dry ground. So I ask this question again. What does your internal garden look like? Has it been plowed lately? Have you watered it? Have you actively done self-care? Are you self-aware? Are you going to therapy? Are you doing the things that you need to do to heal your soil, which is your heart? If you have not read this book, and again, I will probably continue a series on this because I'm actually loving this book and it's showing me a lot of different things. But if you don't know, if you haven't read it, it's a Dr. Anita Phillips. It's called The Garden Within. I suggest you go and get it. And I suggest that you read it. I'm only on chapter five. And I mean, I'm, and I'm going back. I've listened to chapter five like three times. 
because there's such good information in there. If you don't know who Anita Phillips is, she's a trauma therapist and she's also uh, a pastor. And she talks about science and theology. And I absolutely, absolutely love her. And she's all about talking about the Garden of Eden, plants and soil, and how God relates us to gardens. How he built us. I mean, so much that, here's a little science for you. If you listen to her for any length of time or any of her messages, she's always going to compare a neuron to a seedling. If you put a neuron, which is what is in our body, and a seedling next to each other, they look very similar. Very similar. So anyways, she's amazing. You can watch her on YouTube. She preaches at um, the Potter's House sometimes, but you can listen to her. Go get her book, The Garden Within, and we will continue on this series next week. And until then, I hope you're watering, I hope you're plowing, and I hope you're healing from whatever it is that has broken your heart. <laughs>